Welcome back to the Start Your Business with Sarah Klein podcast. I am Sarah Klein, your business coach and host. How y'all doing today? I'm going to be honest with you guys. I am kind of tired. I don't know. I just, it's not like I'm tired, like I need sleep, but I did go on a really beautiful but admittedly long run for me yesterday and then I also did a quick little dance cardio class on my workout mirror this morning so I think I maybe did the thing where you just work out a little bit too much and tire yourself out so you know if I'm a little low energy in this podcast episode that is what is up We are talking today in this episode about your offer. And by offer, I mean what it is that you're actually going to sell in your business. Some of you guys might also call this your business idea. And I wanted to talk about this today on the podcast because I see so many entrepreneurs get caught up in the mind drama of, am I selling the right thing? Is my business idea the right idea? How do I pick the right business idea? And a lot of you guys get so wrapped up in the right offer, the right idea, that you spin in your own head about it and never actually get to the part where you put it out there. You never actually learn how to market, sell, and deliver as an entrepreneur because you're still stuck at go. You're still stuck at step one around what your business idea should be and what is the specific thing to sell within your business. And, you know, I I know that a lot of you guys are like you've you've some of you have spent years at this step. Some of you have spent years waiting to discover the right business idea. I know because I that was me for many years. Between my second business and my third business, I was like, okay, I do want to be an entrepreneur again, but I only want to do it if I know that my business idea is going to be a smash bang hit, change the world, make me a gazillion dollars. So I've been where you are. I get where you're coming from, but I want you to listen to me right now. There is no such thing as a right offer, only the offer that you choose and decide to make right. That's actually not my quote, y'all. That is my own business coach's, Stacey Bayman, but it's so good I wanted to tell you guys right at the top of the episode, just so you have that in your mind as we continue onwards. This idea of, like, it's... I think it's so important to decide what your offer is and what your business idea is so you can just like move forward and start marketing and selling and delivering and honing that skills. It's so important that y'all, that is what we spend the first four weeks on with all of my coaching clients when they sign with me. Like if they sign with me and they are at the stage where they're still in like, I don't know which business idea to pick, but I want to be an entrepreneur. We, that is 
like focus number one of the whole brand cake coaching experience. And we focused on it so deeply that you, my clients decide in four weeks or less. So today I'm going to be sharing with you some of the key things that I cover with my clients, the key things that I teach my clients to help them get to that decision so quickly and so confidently in their first four weeks or less of coaching with me. All right, so thing number one, topic number one, what business should you start? For those of you who are still at ground zero and you're like, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I don't even know which business to start and you don't even have ideas or you have some ideas, but you're not really crazy about any of them. I would ask you as your coach, what have you already created results in in your life? You don't need to go out there and totally reinvent the wheel and choose something that you don't have experience in, but you think sounds like a really cool market opportunity. Okay, do not do that. What have you already created results in? Or, you know, as Allegra Moet Brantley, the CEO and founder of Factora, likes to say, what do your friends and family come to you for help with or compliment you on? Use your own lived experience up until this point as inspiration, as a goldmine for you for business ideas. So I'm going to give you guys an example of when I did not do this and how badly it went. (laughs) So um, let's see, I think maybe five years ago now, three, I don't know. It was it was several years ago at this point. I really wanted to start a tech startup, y'all. This was before I was a coach, before I even had my branding agency. I was like, let's go do it. Let's do a tech startup. And I, you know, I I joined this incubator program. I got all the fancy business planning templates and all the things, all the all the all the planning tools, templates, formats. And um I came up with this really cool business model to help moms. But there was just one problem. I was not a mom. I am still not yet a mom. And I was at the, I was at a point in my life where almost none of my friends had kids. So I had this really great, you know, business model, really promising market opportunity, but I did not know who my I didn't know my customer because I was I I I was looking at a business opportunity that I had no lived experience in myself. So I didn't even get that business off the ground. I like because I in order to try to get to know and understand my customer, you guys, I was it was so weird, but I did this. I literally like sat in this park in Austin where I know a lot of, you know, you see a lot of kids and parents and families playing. And I would like talk to the moms I saw at the park sitting on benches like with their kids in strollers. I mean, some people were nice and talked to me. Other people thought I was totally a weirdo. Um, I definitely admire my past perseverance and grit, and I admire that. But you guys, I don't recommend this, okay? You don't, you do not have to do what I did and give up several (laughs) days on your weekend to go and try to get to know your customer because you are not your customer. Instead, 
think of an opportunity that you already have created results in in your life. So, you know, if you're a professional designer, start a business that has that is you designing things for people. That's how I that is what led me to start my branding agency. Or, you know, whatever it is for you, your whole life counts. You are an expert in your own life experience. So what business do you start? Start something that you already have experience in and have created results in. Another key thing about what business to start is focus on who before what. It matters less what the actual logistics are of what you're going to sell than it is who you are going to help. Because the logistics of what you, like the logistics of your offer, you know, the price, um, the duration if you're doing a service or the actual product itself, if you're doing product based, is going to change. It's going to change, I promise you, because you are going to get experience delivering what you sell. And based on that experience, you're going to iterate and move forward. So don't get so caught up in the perfect price, the perfect product, the perfect this, the perfect that. Instead, choose, like, focus on who your customer is and and just fall in love with them. Fall in love with them because that is what's going to stay consistent throughout your entire business journey. One of the biggest mistakes I see, and I've seen this so many times in the tech world, you guys, like, you know, for those of you who have been listening for a while, you know that I did also have a career in tech in addition to entrepreneurship. And one of the biggest mistakes I saw was when people would get very excited about a technology and then go to try and find a customer for it. That is going to be an uphill battle and the, and, and the most expensive way to build a business. So instead of thinking about the product or the service you want to provide and seeing, oh, who wants this? Instead, become obsessed with who you want to help through your product or service and focus on the who before what. Point number three about what business to start, you don't need to promise the moon. So what I mean by that is I see a lot of especially service providers out there who are like, I'll help you scale to multiple six figures and seven figures in your business. You know, I see that a lot. Um, I see that a lot on social media. And the thing is, if you have not yourself done that, if you have not yourself done the result that you're promising, then... I would not create a business around that result. I think a lot of you think that people are only going to take you seriously if you promise like the moon and the stars, if you promise some dramatic, um, really fancy result to your customers, like make a million dollars or make six figures or make this, make that or lose 20 pounds in a month. I don't know. Like a lot of you guys think you need to get really dramatic and extreme with the result that you promise for people to take you seriously, but it's actually the opposite. If you only promise results that you yourself have done, you are going to be able to speak to that result credibly. You're going to be able to teach elements of your process credibly. And people are going to take you seriously when you come across with that credibility, when you have that credibility, because you know from your own experience how to create that result. 
And, you know, I was speaking with Stacey Champagne, the CEO and founder of Hacker and Heels the other day, and we were talking about this exact topic. And she was like, listen, I joined a mastermind that, you know, a lot of people in the room were way further ahead than me on my business journey. And it actually held me back because I couldn't relate to where they were at. I couldn't see myself in their shoes. I couldn't see how they got there. So like operating at that level and to that level of results was not, she was not ready for that yet. And the same thing is going to happen with a lot of your guys' audiences and customers. If you're out here promising like, oh, I'll help you reach a million dollars or multiple six figures, like a lot of people are not going to be able to see themselves in that yet. And the people who want to work with you um, want something that they can see themselves in, in that result. I know that that one is, it might take a little bit for to sink in for some of you guys, but just be open to hearing it and be open to trusting that what you have achieved and what you do know is good enough. I mean, think about me in this entire podcast, right? Like I specifically speak to the experience of optimizing your first year as an entrepreneur so that you learn all the foundations you need in your first year to be able to like unlock the rest of your entrepreneurial career in year two, three, four, and five. I don't think, oh, that's not, you know, it's not big enough. It's not sexy enough for people to take it seriously. No, I know so deeply how, what, the the choices to make and not make in your first year as an entrepreneur. And I can speak to those choices so deeply that like the people who are at that stage who want to hear and learn about the choices to make in your first year of entrepreneurship, they are drawn to me like bees in a honeypot. So don't like, you don't need to promise the moon. You just need to really lean into a result that you know how to create and speak to it and help your people with that. Okay, so that was all about what business to actually start, what offer to actually sell. I want to speak to another thing that a lot of people come to me with. And that is a small business versus a startup. Should you start a small business or a startup? I myself got tripped up on this before I started my branding agency. I was like, oh, you know, I have a career in tech now. I think I should do a startup. And a startup is, there's two things that separate a startup from a small business. Thing one, a startup has an unproven business model versus a small business has an existing business model. So, for example, um, if you want to create a course, an online course, that is a very proven business model, y'all. There are lots of people out there creating intellectual property, publishing it online as a course, getting students who pay them money and making money and running profitable businesses that way. That is a proven business model. Whereas something more appropriate for a startup is going to be something that is an unproven business model. I jokingly, you guys will often hear me jokingly use the metaphor building a rocket ship to the moon, cough, Elon Musk, cough. Um, 
But seriously, if that was actually the thing you wanted to create, that's going to be more appropriate for a startup business model rather than a small business model. Because, and here's thing number two that distinguishes a startup from a small business, a startup, in order to service your customers, in order to really validate the business model, you require assets that need a lot of capital to build that you just don't have. So you need capital at the outset. That's why you see startups focusing so heavily on raising venture funding, raising investment capital, because they require that capital in order to even deliver the minimum product, the minimum viable product to their customer. So if you're building that rocket ship to the moon, unless you're like already a multiple figure millionaire, you probably do not have the capital to build the rocket and test it and see if it can reach the moon. So you would definitely need to raise investment capital with a startup business, like with a, with a startup business model and business strategy. Here is the thing, you guys. I used to think, and some of you may be believing this too, that I used to think that a startup was the only way to have a tremendous impact on the world through my business and to make a ton of money. And that is not true. There are so many businesses out there registered, you know, with an LLC that are making millions and multiple millions and that leverage proven business models without having to reinvent the wheel and are changing people's lives. So don't choose to create a technology startup just because it's sexy and you think it's the only way you're going to make a ton of money and change the world. No, no, no. Like, I would say, I would say eight times out of 10, when I speak to entrepreneurs who are thinking, like, who want to go raise venture capital for their business, like, they don't need, they actually don't, it's like they're drawn to the sexiness of raising capital, but they don't actually need to raise capital for their business. You know, like what I was saying earlier, like if you want to start an online course, you don't need capital to start an online course. You can like relatively cheaply get a website, um, videos and worksheets up and running to start prototyping and serving your people like right away without needing a ton of outside capital to help you get started. Same thing with clothing brands. I mean, my same thing. A lot of consumer product goods as well. I mean, for my hot chocolates business, y'all, I, I mean, how much did I spend that first month? I think I spent like $200. <laughs> I spent $200 in my first month of business to buy my minimum needed in, my minimum needed materials to make my first, like my first few products to put up for sale. So most of you guys actually don't need to pursue a technology startup model and would be perfectly fine with just a small business model. Okay. Another thing that you know, my clients and I talk about heavily during that first 4 weeks of coaching together is price. How do you choose a price? How do you price your things? And I always tell people that especially when you're first starting out, charge the no duh price. Charge the price that you're like, oh my god, I'm practically giving this away for free. I mean, for some of you guys, you are going to give it away for free because you're going to feel so uncomfortable with charging any money at all that I would recommend if that's you, just start out making it free. (laughs) 
because you want to select a price that you're going to have the least amount of drama in your brain about so you can get out there and sell it to and deliver it to as many people as possible, especially in your first year of business. Because think about it. Who is more likely to have a successful, profitable, like, seven-figure business down the line. The entrepreneur who decided to quote-unquote charge what they're worth or charge a high-ticket price right off the bat and they work with 10 people over the course of the year or the entrepreneur who was like, you know what, I'm going to start out charging the no-dub price. I'm practically giving it away. And they get out there and they're just like, listen, I have this amazing thing. I'm practically giving it away. This is your chance to come in and get it. And like, here it is. It's amazing. Let's do it. And they end up working with 20 people. You want to be the entrepreneur who works with 20 people, not 10 people. Even if the person who work, like, you know, another way I've heard it put, and I love the way this is put, is would you rather service what is it would you rather service one person at ten thousand dollars or ten people at five thousand dollars be the person who services five people at ten or ten people at five thousand dollars because that person not only did they actually make more money in their first year because they didn't die on the hill of having a like charge what you're worth price but they also got more experience with delivery And that is like, actually, that is another core piece of the coaching experience that I walk my clients through in the six months that they work with me. We spend like we spend a whole month just focused on delivery. And then we spend like a few months after that, like all of month three is delivery. And then month four, five and six we continue to iterate on delivery. We explicitly bring it up in all of our coaching conversations because the integrity with which you deliver is going to be what makes or breaks your business. Because if you don't deliver on what you say you're going to deliver on, then it's going to be an uphill battle for you versus if you have happy customers who share, you know, what they got from you with their friends, with their family, who give you testimonials, like delivery and quality of delivery is actually the best marketing and so is is the best marketing. It's going to be the best marketing. So you want to, in your first year of business, you want to be able to really focus deeply on the delivery experience. So you can create a one of a kind 10 out of 10 customer experience for the people who pay you. So charge the price that's going to make you feel the most comfortable getting as many people through the door as possible. Charge the price you're not going to have drama about. Like, I remember um, when I first started out, I was like, okay, what price should I charge? And my coach, this was my very first coach I'd ever worked with. She was like, well, what price would make you feel like you're practically giving it away? And I was like, um, I think $200. And she was like, great, your price is $200. And with that $200 price, I think I signed six people in my first six weeks of business. I had six people in the first, like after six weeks to then go out and hone my delivery with. That is major. That is what sets a business up for success. 
So charge the node debt price. Okay. I hope that's given you guys a lot of juiciness to think about. You know, everything from which business model to start, focusing on who before what, small business versus technology startup, and what price to actually charge. Feel free to listen to this one on repeat. I know I shared a lot, so, you know, replay it as many times as you need to. And remember, if you are ready to, like, finally just do the dang thing, start your business, and just optimize your first year to set you up for success for all the years in the future, we should totally work together. When you work with me, like if you, if all the things that we spoke about in today's episode about offers and business ideas is really speaking to you, remember in your first month of working with me, we dive deeply into exactly that and I help you decide what business idea to start and the offer you're actually going to sell at the price that is going to set you up for success. I help you make those decisions all in your first four weeks or less. And what the impact of that is, the reason why we do that is because when you don't have to constantly go back in your head, wait, is this the right business idea? Wait, is this the right thing to sell? You can actually focus on marketing, selling, and delivery and sharpen your skills and all of those things. And those three things, marketing, selling, delivery, are the real things that build a business. That's how you make your business idea or offer right. So, if that sounds like your jam, you are more than welcome to book a discovery call with me. I also call it a consult call. I will put the link in the episode description, but for those of y'all who don't want to go read that, it's also calendly.com slash brandcake slash consult. That's calendly.com slash brandcake slash consult. And if you are listening in real time and you are, you know, hearing this episode the week of its release date on February 22nd, 2022, you can also experience coaching with me this Friday, February 25th at Open Coaching Call. This is a group call open to the community where anybody can come and ask me anything related to their business and I will help you make a decision and find the motivation to execute it including what your business idea should be and what is the offer you should sell. So you are invited to that as well. All right. Hope y'all enjoyed. Talk to you later. Bye.